0: The government is not capable of helping the poor. And this is why it's so important as a person, you take personal responsibility and understand you're living in a world where the matrix can be cracked. You can make a bunch of money, but you need to take responsibility and do it. I refuse to accept that there are people out there who cannot become happy, contented individuals. I refuse to accept we live in a world where God has created people.
1: He does have a following of millions and indirectly that means uh, I had something to do with it. So I'm very pleased to be here Uh, and um, we're gonna go through uh, some history. I am a salesman that started out door-to-door.
0: No matter how hard they work and how good their life becomes, can't be happy. I don't accept that. I accept that the universe is a very giving place and that God loves all of us. And if you try your best and you work hard, you can become a better person. I'm telling the younger generation that if they don't get up and work hard and make sure that they're important, that the world's not gonna get mad about them. 99% of my content was aimed at men telling them the truth, saying that as a man, you're born with no inherent value, you have to become important, you have to go through some pain or go through some suffering to make people care about you. Otherwise, you're not gonna matter. As a dude, if you walk into the party and you've put no effort into your life, nobody get, nobody about you. And every man out here knows. And one of the great things about the masculine journey and masculinity is that we've all lived a semi-similar story,
1: door to door. And I took those sales skills and I improved them years after year after year, decade after decade, until I was selling countries. So I didn't realize I was a high ticket closer, uh, you know, 40 years ago. But today is a special day. Today is a special day, because September the 6th, 1969, was the day I was discharged from the military 50 years ago. 50 years... So, but when you've lived as long as I have, and I just turned 74, uh, in fact, last night at dinner, Dan and I were discussing I'm twice as old as he is. It's hard to fucking believe, but...
0: It's kind of cool, like, we've all been the teenager, it's heartbroken, we've all been unimportant, we've all like worked hard and then started to get some clout, and then we've all kind of lived the same kind of journey. So I say to everybody out there, yeah, if you don't follow that path and follow that journey act, you know one way or another, get to the top, whether it's fighting, whether it's comedy, whether it's musician, whatever it is.
1: He's a little younger than our oldest son, and he's a little older than our youngest son. But uh, he has continued to make me proud. But today, in the time that I have with you, success leaves clues. Some of the clues you don't want to accept, i.e. Steve Jobs was a miserable asshole. Warren Buffett is alive, but a cantankerous old man. Henry Ford I was a miserable asshole. And I can go on and on and on and on. If they weren't neurotic, they were psychotic. And sometimes they were both, but they were all mostly miserable human beings. Now, all my life, I've never given a birthday card, sent flowers, bought candies, the kinds of things that you've done all your life. And where has it gotten me? Millions love me. And I have more money than this room put together times a thousand. Success is these So when I point to various traits that the super high performance people that I've had the pleasure of working with, knowing, myself included, just think about, do you fit that bill? Do you have that trait?
0: If you're just going to stay somewhere near the bottom, and then at the age of 44, you know, email me saying I'm depressed, da, da, da. well, of course you're depressed loser yeah but that was your choice Mm -hmm. because you you have to build yourself as a man and if you decide not to build yourself then then your life's gonna suck
1: one of the things that Dan um, asked me uh, which is part of my talk as you know I give talks to universities for free about six or seven years ago I decided to give two-thirds of my time pro bono meaning for free okay and thank you and I do that because if I can reach the kids when they're youngest, and that doesn't mean you have to go to university. I didn't need it. Flunked out of university three times. Been arrested in jail five times. Done a lot of things I'm not proud of. But the bottom line is, I understood success leaves clues more than most.
0: My main message is to resist the slave mind. Uh, to understand that every single thing you're being told has an agenda behind it, where you wouldn't be told otherwise to examine every strongly held belief you have and try and identify where it comes from and why you have it. I sit and argue with people, I discuss things with people and they so fervently believe a point. And I say, why do you believe that so much? Like, do you have personal experience? No, but I saw the news. The news told you X and now you are desperate. You will sit here for hours arguing that point. A lot of people are completely empty vessels ready to be programmed.
1: And so I patterned, I modeled, I copied, I mimicked the super high-performance people that I had the privilege of being around. In the beginning, it was the military. And when I got out, I was naturally gravitated. Now, this is Dan 16 years ago. It's not much of an exaggeration. He did have two shoes, though, when he met me.
0: I try and tell people to listen to just stop for a second and, and understand that the things they're telling you to believe are not necessarily for your benefit the people who make the rules don't make the rules for the benefit of everybody they make the rules to the benefit of the people who make the rules of the game so um telling people to resist a slave mind and just be critically critical thinkers keep their brain open pay attention to things be perspicacious that's the general. Theme. And it doesn't matter whether you're left, right, liberal, man, woman, etc. Just think for yourself. That's
1: the general. This is him. And now look at him. It's quite remarkable. And I've had the pleasure of mentoring, coaching, teaching a lot of high-performance people. Dan is one of the most high-performance individuals I've had the privilege of working with.
0: I believe men and women are a beautiful union. I think we're slightly different, but when we work together, we're the most powerful force in the world. And I certainly believe that men and women, when they work together, is the most beautiful force on the planet. So of course I believe in men and women. Of course I believe in love. Of course I believe in marriage. Of course I believe in family. I believe in marriage in the traditional sense. I believe a man has a duty to stand up and be a real man. I believe that the problem with the world today that we are facing is that not enough men are sticking to the age-old ways of masculinity. Mm -hmm. I believe that me standing up and saying a man must protect a woman and provide for her, so he needs to make sure that she's safe. He needs a degree of authority. I believe women are sovereign individuals, and they can make any choice they so desire.
1: He continued. He continued. There he is in his mid-20s. Uh, you can't really see the pimples on his face there, but he had them. Uh, and then that's when he got a little older. Uh, and uh, there is more recently on the right, my right, uh, your left. Uh, and uh, But one of the things that he listened to me more than most is how to stay focused. Follow
0: one course until successful. It's important that we remember that a man has a duty. I think I certainly in my relationship have a financial responsibility to provide for my woman. My woman would never have to work unless she wanted to because I'm the kind of person who works hard enough. And I'll make another point that needs to be said. The number of women who have stood up and stuck up for me, is ignored. Thousands of women are making videos saying, I've met Andrew Tate, he's such a nice guy. I wish I had a man like Andrew Tate who felt responsible to protect and provide for me.
1: Most of the room would be infinitely more successful if they got became more laser being focused. Because being a six figure hitter isn't a big fucking hitter. In the real world, it's not even a hitter. It's no money. And I'm here to tell you ways that you can be a seven-figure hita, eight-figure hita, and like myself, a nine-figure hita.
0: You know what, I I do belong to my husband, that's why I married him and I love him. We ignore the thousands of women who stood up and and stood by me and said everything I said is true. This is that there's a large contingent of men who still want to make money, go to the gym, be strong, drive a fast car, be traditionally masculine, and don't want to be shamed for that, I believe that feeling depressed is real i don't believe depression as a clinical disease is real no. i think ptsd is very real I've, unfortunately i have some friends who suffer from that i know that feeling depressed is real i believe that the number one power you have against these things are taking trying to take control of your own mind and affecting your own life I believe that it's not healthy to hand over all your power and believe that depression is an outside disease that you can't affect. I know that when I've had difficult periods in my life, and also many of my friends, like I've said, suffered from PTSD and been through terrible things, I've lived a very difficult life and I know people who have, that the things that made them feel better is when they woke up and said, you know what, I'm not going to allow this to damage me anymore. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to get up and I'm going to fight this as hard as I can.
1: Cause good things come to those who go out and fucking earn it my mother was a prayer she thought prayer would solve all her problems every time i got arrested she'd pray some more she'd say a rosary a few novenas our fathers didn't help i was rebelling against something else i was rebelling against an extremely stern father uh and he was an authority authority figure i didn't want i, I did need but i didn't want for sure as for some of the young men in the audience attest to. But the reason that I'm here is, see, I didn't know that males weren't all alpha males.
0: If someone comes to me and says I'm clinically depressed or I feel very, very sad, I would say the first thing you need to do is stop accepting the identity of a clinically depressed person. Stop accepting you have no control over this. And what you need to do is stop identifying that way and let's work together to try and fight but against there is- it. A lot of people who are clinically depressed are suffering with something in their life and if you fix the problem in their life, perhaps they won't feel depressed anymore. No. The thousands of people who have emailed me saying, my doctor told me I was clinically depressed and it's a disease that I have got in my brain and I can't be fixed and I started listening to you and I realized that that's not the case and I can fix my own life and you're the only person who has He's ever gone. helped me. Oh, I- I believe feeling depressed Mm. is real.
1: All my dad's mates, chums, buddies, friends from the Second World War and the Korean War were fucking tough as nails. Hence, I come up with the uh, word, the phrase snowflake, because the current generation, last generation and a half, melt melt under pressure. I read in the Wall Street Journal a few days ago 14% 14% of the people surveyed admit a crying at work at least once a week, crying, some cry every day.
0: I do not believe it's a disease that you catch from the sky and you cannot affect. I believe that no matter what happens, I believe you have control of your own mind and you can fight against it. I believe if you change your circumstances in your life, you may feel different. I'll give you a quick example. I had a guy who emailed me saying he was clinically depressed and he was going to kill himself.
1: What if you were afraid of nothing, nothing, man, beast, financial, bankruptcy, nothing? Do you understand what that would mean? How would your life have changed? Once you become fearless, life becomes limitless.
0: I obviously am not a psychiatrist, I'm not a doctor. I told him, because I replied to my emails. I said, have you been to a psychiatrist? He said, yes, I'm clinically depressed. I've been on these pills this amount of time. I'm on antidepressants and it doesn't work.
1: I'm not afraid of anything. I should be dead by now. I've been run over by a charging buffalo. Got up, chased it down, killed it. Killed a Kodiak bear with a knife. You can't kill me. I believe that with all my heart. You can't kill me. And, of course, the people that I've talked about, Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, Rockefeller, Steve Jobs, they're all tough.
0: I said, I don't know what to say to you besides this. And he's, he said he lost his girlfriend, that's why I became a clinical I said, listen, go to the gym, get a six-pack first. Once you've got a six-pack, email me again. If you still feel like killing yourself, I don't know what else to say. I'd say, strong body is a strong mind, go train. He went, he started sending me progress pictures, emailing me him getting in better, better shape, and eventually got a six-pack, he's now a professional bodybuilder and he said I can't believe I was considering that I feel so much better etc the doctor was telling him he was clinically depressed and couldn't cure it he started taking control of his own life and now he felt better that if somebody has depression of any kind whether it's clinical whether it exists or not whether they feel depressed or not whatever that taking control of their life taking personal responsibility working hard is always going to be the positive best thing they could possibly do for their life going forward how positive is it
1: snowflakes melt under pressure in 1986 the average man's Handshake, pressure was 118 pounds. 2016, 96 pounds. Testosterone levels in sperm counts tested 50 years ago and today uh, they're producing 60 to 70% the amount of testosterone levels in sperm counts as they did. We're dying out. They're deathly afraid of everything. Uh, Everybody's scared to death of uh, what might happen. And so they they, they 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 want to come across as your friend. It's like my snowflake test. You know, first question, paraphrasing it, what would you do if somebody came, spit in your wife's face? And the answers range from, well, I, I try to ascertain oh, what kind of day he was having. And if he had a bad day, I try to be understanding. I'd be in prison for murder. I would beat the guy to death. Is that what we need today? Everybody- no, no, I'm not saying that's me though. Okay. But I am advocating, advocating that the guys act like they had a pair. There's never an easy time to make a hard decision. Never.
0: Of course, money can't buy happiness, I agree. But money is the third most important thing in the world. First is your relation, First is your health, because you have nothing if you're going to die. Second is your relationships, because you need love and family. That matters the most. But money can buy everything else. So money's the third most important thing. The average people come to me and say, what do I do? I'm just the average guy. And my only answer is stop being the average guy.
1: But what you have to be able to do is pull the trigger, take action, and reading books and listening to podcasts is not taking action. It's just another form of procrastination. The main differentiation between the high performance people is they believe in the extraordinary. Remember yesterday I said you're never going to exceed your highest and wildest expectation. For those of you that want to be a millionaire, you're never going to make 10 million. For those of you that want to be 10 million, you're never going to make 100 million. For those of you that want to make 100 million, you're never going to be a billionaire. Because psychologically, see, your subconscious doesn't know you're full of Your subconscious starts to slow down. It's my only answer.
0: You can't just be the average guy anymore. The the idea from the 1950s that you can just be the normal, average, law-abiding, hard-working citizen, and you'll have a good life is gone. Any man out here who goes, I'm just going to work hard, do my bit and obey the laws and i'll have a good life no you won't no you will not just doing your job is never gonna make you rich because you're just gonna be taxed into infinity and you're gonna stay broke so just obeying laws and doing your job now has set you up for to be a peon and a slave for attorney you have to get yourself in a position where you're making enough
1: money when you get it, let's use the 100 million number at 75 79 82 89 91 and then you're asleep at 96 million and you may stumble over the goal at $100 by accident. I have three regrets in life. One, I'm a combat-trained army officer who never saw combat. Two, the night before my mother died, I told her, God damn it, you're not gonna die, quit f***ing around! She's dead in the morning. And the third, I didn't set my goals high enough. You don't know what to talk about,
0: then you don't understand money, so go learn how money works bank works. Go no, sit on YouTube for free. You don't just pay 50 grand in four years at university. Go sit on YouTube and understand money, banking, or the real estate market, any of it. Understand the, the last housing price crash, why it happened. Understand mortgage rates and how that's affected by interest rates. Understand it, and then go sit with someone else who understands it and talk about it. People should, even if they haven't got a penny in the world, should be going to these meetings about real estate, about investing, but especially if it's cheap, they should go. Just meet other people who at least have money. Have conversations about
1: money. Talk about it. How are you going to get what you don't talk about? Jack Welch said it much better than I. There's no such thing as work-life balance. There are work-life choices, and you make them, and they have consequences. There are consequences that I didn't go in my daughter's, our daughter's sweet six, 16 birthday party, there are consequences, but are they greater than the consequences of you being dirt broke when you die?
0: And yes, the cycle of precipitation, right? So a uh, cloud comes, it rains, it falls down to the ground, it, it goes under, under the ground, whatever goes into a stream, it moves into the stream, goes to the ocean, evaporates again up to a cloud, floats somewhere else, falls down again.
1: You ask yourself that. Would you rather make a choice between your daughter's 16th birthday or you being flat broke, huddled up in a corner, homeless, whenever your time comes? You tell me. But conventional wisdom, political correctness, has it all backwards. You're a bad person because you missed your birthday. Right? You're a bad person because you celebrated Christmas in January. Right? Horse.
0: Always moving. That's how money is. People think that money is in these large, stagnant pools hidden hidden in people's bank accounts. That's not really true. Money is constantly moving all the time.
1: And the pundits that give you this horse are poor themselves. Next, you've got to get by your friends. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Right? You're hanging out the pub, belching and farting.
0: And if you can find a way to get in between it and stand in the right place at the right time, you're going to get wet. I think that's the new modern way to view the world. It's an attention economy. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're getting attention, you'll make money. One habit that people need to adopt. And this is a habit I had for a very long time. And I've actually recently cleared it from my brain because I've reached a point where peace of mind is worth more than money.
1: Those people that you're going to the sports bars, those are your friends. Then there's just general pessimists. Then there's your own guilt. Do I deserve to be wealthy beyond measure? Then there's fear, false expectations appearing real. And then there's this plain society that wants to hold you down. Strange times are there, are these in which we live when the old and the young are taught falsehoods in school. And, in, and and the person that uh, does tell the truth is called a lunatic and a fool.
0: But every single time money is spent, you need to identify how your money was taken from you. And I say taken because money can't be made. Money is taken. Because the only people who can make money are the government. So if you're a government, you can make money. You can print it from an air or a bank. But if you're a person, you're not making money. You're convincing other people to give it to you. You're taking money from others.
1: But John Lennon said it a little differently. Being honest may not get you many friends, but it will always get you the right ones. And what I want you to do from this point forward, no matter if you hated what I said, or the way I said it, is choose carefully the people that you associate with. Warren, back when he used to send out tweets, Buffett that is, You will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic, and power is restraint. True power is restraint. So every single time you spend money on anything, you need to
0: identify how it was taken from you. When you go and buy a coffee, don't just go buy the coffee and sit down. Sit and say, why did I buy this coffee? Okay, I really want coffee. Yeah. But then why did I go into this store and not that store? Is it fair advertising? Does it have less of a line? Do they have seating? How did they convince me to come in here? How much did this coffee cost? Six quid. What's the profit margin on that? Probably five pound 50, five pound 80 probably by the time the cup probably costs more than the coffee. The coffee's just water.
1: If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe, take, let things pass. In my day, they used to say, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Now it's just the opposite. There are major universities in this country, in this, on this planet that have safe rooms, that have safe buildings, that if life gets, becomes too stressful, you go to that building.
0: How did they convince me to spend six pounds in this place? When you sit there and analyze them, you all start to learn little lessons about business. You'll learn about the importance of the signage. you learn about the importance of there being no queue. Yes. So that if you ever run a business, tell you, I say with my business, my people the time faster. All the time, quicker. Yeah. Like, I have a couple businesses that are physical. I'm like i don't want to see a line i don't want to see empty because it looks back
1: if your adult child needs a safe space to avoid offensive words you failed as a parent most of us care what other people say and most people care what other people think and if you can just reduce that emotional baggage just a little you have no idea how much freer you're going to be and how much more you're going to accomplish in your life
0: so when there's lines, you work fast. When we're down to one or two people, you take your time and you talk to the customer. Right. Keep it so there's like always one person at the thing. Like, manage the line. Like People don't think about this stuff. No one's gonna sit and wait in a long queue. Maybe some idiots will, but people like me won't. We've got to do, right? My time's worth money. I'm not gonna stand and wait in the line. So you have to identify how your money is taken from you. If you start doing that with every single time you spend anything ever.
1: Most people just have poor habits. And, you know, I've had these same habits for about 50 years now, when I do feel wimpish, I just say, what's wrong with you? Come on. And and I just go out and do it. And and I know that if I hadn't built up these habits 20, 30 years ago, you know, at at age 70, I certainly wouldn't be doing this. I mean, good habits are hard to come by. You're gonna start to identify business opportunities and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna have coffee
0: and you're gonna go, you know what? They could have sold cake and they didn't. Could I outcompete this place? Let's imagine I had the money to start a coffee shop right next door. How would I outcompete them? Well, I'd have cake, because they don't have cake. Also, most people in here are businessmen. And this, the guy serving some dude, no, we need a cute waitress. His ass is fired, we need a chick.
1: But what's even harder to come by are people that have good habits that you can be around. Machiavelli said, you know, a ruler is judged by who he surrounds himself with. If I were to decide what kind of person you were, or you were by the people that you are closest to, what would I think of you? How would I judge you?
0: Put a chick here, put some cake in, uh, Financial Times, some business people in. Think, people don't even think about this stuff, they don't use their brain ever. They don't ever look around and realize how they're spending their money. They don't look around and look at which businesses are successful. They don't look around and pay attention to anything. They don't look at the world and all the things that are happening and how it can benefit them. None of
1: it. Sam Walton's uh, sundown rule. That means that before he left the office every day, everything on his desk, every message that came in, he answered. So I clear my desk every day. They don't look at any of it. They're too busy following the circus, this is why it's
0: clown world. I was walking to school, to college with a couple of my friends and a Ferrari drove past. I said, bro, you see that? And he goes, yeah, what about it? I said, doesn't that piss you off? I was about 16, he goes, why? So this dude has 400 Gs for a car, 400 grand. I'm walking four miles to college and my mom hasn't got any car. He has 400 grand. Do you think he works a job? Do you think he's behind a counter somewhere? He knows something about the world that I don't know. And they were like, "Well, he's he's rich." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I didn't say he wasn't rich, dummy. I'm saying he knows something about the world I don't know." The thing
1: that most of you lack in is time management. If you don't. The reporting system I use is the reporting system I use as a young officer with NATO, and it's basically, "What are you, what are you going to do? Uh, what are your goals for the day? What did you accomplish yesterday?" and uh, challenges and then the following week you didn't you know when, when you say what you accomplished if what you accomplished doesn't relate back to the goals you had set for the week then there's a disconnect well if you said you were going to do this on Monday and then on the next week you didn't do it not only not you didn't you do it on Monday you didn't do it the whole week and I was intrigued and it angered me I couldn't sleep for weeks I was pissed off every
0: time I saw somebody with genuine money I understood that everything I was being told and taught and 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 they were trying to make me believe just simply wasn't true mm. i was like this is none of these people are getting these things by following the path that the system is trying to make me follow